to the fifth episode of Media Made Me with Natasha and Emilia Stamos. And this week we're actually talking about success. Yes. And how the media represents success. Yes. Which I think is going to be really interesting. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say. But first of all, please tell me what you've been enjoying this week. Actually, before we get started, last week you had a conniption because you thought I'd never seen Batman Begins. Oh, we have to clear this up, don't we? (laughs) So when Natasha <laughs> said that she'd never seen Batman Begins, I thought she meant the Batman with... So 1989 Batman with Michael Keaton. Yeah. Not even the Batman, which is out next year. Shit. There's so many. Because <laughs> I've definitely no, seen Batman. What's the one with George Clooney then? Batman, Batman and, and Robin. Robin. Okay. Well, just Batman. I thought you were talking about Batman, Michael Keaton, Vicky Vale... I've definitely seen that yes, film. Yes, which was shocked me because <laughs> that would it didn't make sense for you not to have seen that. Yes. However, that's not what you meant. No. You meant Batman Begins. Which I did watch after our last recording. And how would you like it? I thought it was very slow. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I know. I understand it's an origin story, but, like, we all know you're going to be Batman. Yeah. So just, like, be Batman already. Well, that was it. That was the whole film. And yeah, then the they whole e- film. And then they didn't even use the same... Oh, what's her name? Yeah, Katie Holmes becomes Kate- Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Like, what was the point? So was she the same person? Yeah. Well, I saw Batman Begins after Dark Knight. So did I. Yeah, as you <laughs> know. So I, was just, I thought she was someone else. It didn't click till halfway through the movie that Katie Holmes... I don't need Jillian Hall's character. What's yes. her character's name? Rachel. Rachel. That's it. And then like I need to rewatch these. Oh, uh, I think like because I've seen obviously Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises now, mm-hmm. um, and Batman Begins first in the trilogy. But I watched it last for some unknown reason. But I would just skip that and go to Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. I found Batman Begins so slow. Yes, it is. I agree with you there. But. Life goes on. So what have you been doing this week? Um, I actually started watching Westworld. Oh, yeah. Because cool. you've lent me your binge account. Mm. And to try to explain it, it's basically like the mixture between a video game world and the rich paying to go into this world to basically play like play games or fulfil their desires in a Western cowboy society sort of thing. Yep. Wow, okay. Um, Anthony Hopkins is in it. James Marsden's in it. I love him. Tandy Newton's in it. Yep, she's great. Some other people who I don't really know their names are in it. Luke Hemsworth is in it. Not Luke, the other one. Liam. Nope. No, Luke. Yeah, Luke Hemsworth. I didn't even know he actually acted. Yeah. He plays like a security man okay. on the field. And that guy who's in the Truman Show, who's like the creator man, who always sits up the top and watches Truman, he's in it. Yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. I want to say Woody Harrelson, but it's not. It's not Woody Harrelson, no. Like Ed um, O'Neill or something. And then the guy who played Prince Caspian in the Narnia I haven't seen films. That. He's a very good-looking man. I did not watch him in the Narnia films. I just know him from that. So how much Westworld have you seen? I've seen probably four episodes. There's ten per season. Would you so recommend? Four hours of my life. I would recommend it. It's very good. Yeah. It's very interesting. It's a, it's a HBO show. Like, mm-hmm. it's blood, gore, sex, mm-hmm. repeat. Mm-hmm. But I think the story is interesting. The concept is interesting. And it 
plays a lot. It's not exactly artificial intelligence, but it plays around with the idea of artificial intelligence. So, but it's not what you expect straight away. Like the story still, it's multiple storylines, but it's still really, really well put together. Mm-hmm. Even though like the first episode is a bit repetitive, just because you have to get into the concept of things, I didn't bother me too much because you notice the significant differences between each game per se. So yeah, I'd recommend that to you if you were interested in something similar to that. And like 60 minute episodes, I feel like that's quite long. Are you aware of the fact it's 60 minutes whilst you're watching it? No, not really. Um, unless I have somewhere to be, I think that's the thing that worries me because you don't really notice how long it is. Mm. You don't keep an eye on the time. And if you're like, I'm going to check on an episode before I leave. And then you got to like constantly be checking how far along you are. But other than that, nah, you don't really think about it too much. I think what are you watching, reading, um, scrolling? I've not been watching anything really different. I think obviously since Batman begins, (laughs) um, and since we like our last episode, still watching Goliath, still watching MasterChef. I did start a new book called Black K Klansman. Um, so which yeah is now a film by Spike Lee. I literally just started that, but I, that, I'm really enjoying that. Are you familiar with what that's about? Yeah, I watched the film. Oh, would you recommend? The film was very, very good. I think it was also very well put together. I think it's just a very sad reality, though, of that time and everything going on even now. So it's very... Um, they tried to bring the humour to it as well. But what really throws me off, um, I can't remember his name, but the guy who's, like, secretly head of the KKK mm. is paid by, like, the guy who played Eric Foreman in that 70s show. So it was just, like, really random. I think it's one of those things, it's like, I can only see him as, like, character. Yeah. But he was still quite good in the film. I'll give him credit to that. Yeah. Um, because I think he, like, symbolised, a pa- like, a smaller man for, for this massive powerhouse with this massive ego. Yeah. And how, like tiny he actually is and all this other stuff which is yeah. really interesting choice so yeah a good pick I just think at the start it was just like oh my god okay we have to get used to this yeah I see what you're saying um now that I've started reading that I'm definitely gearing up to watch the film though yeah it'll I be think- interesting how much I didn't really know much between the differences and the yeah like similarities from the book to the film so yeah when you finish it report back and I shall <laughs> So our topic of success today, yes, uh, I think is a really interesting one. Here, I'll start with this question. I didn't mm. send you this, but I'll go. Okay. What piece of media do you think motivates you the most? That is such a good question. Okay. So my initial thought was The Gentleman, which is a magazine that's filled with really interesting different articles about people that you wouldn't necessarily come across in other media forms or sometimes you do and the reason this inspires me is because I feel like the interviews really show the I guess the nitty-gritty of life in a way that like you hear people's stories uh, you hear about their journeys and I think that I think there's two things. I think the gentleman itself is such a solid piece of media in my mind that that really pushes me to create good content and to do a good job. But I also think to be the kind of person who's featured in the gentleman oh, yes. is really inspiring. Other than that, and this is really a bit different, but I think music motivates me a lot. Like I think like a lot of people, I'm very aware if like I put on 
a certain song or certain album or certain artist that that's going to emotionally push me to kind of achieve the things I need to do. Yes. How about you? I would just say, this is really interesting because I agree with the music thing, but anytime I watch like Rihanna do something, Mm. I'm like, she's a boss bitch. She's doing things. She's doing so much things. And she is head, like, she's good about it. Yeah. She's a businesswoman. She's an artist. I don't know her personal life, but she knows what's up and she knows what the market is. And she's very, very smart, I think. And I'm really excited to see her documentary that's coming out on Amazon Prime. But I was just like, we were also watching the other day. I was watching, I get into a dark hole on YouTube, not dark hole, black hole, or I don't know, dark hole. Um, Where it's like, I'll watch one music video and then I'll just kind of go down. And like Beyonce released her trailer for her new visual album that's coming out this weekend and I think I was like watching her music videos and then I was watching Rihanna's and I think Beyonce is a powerhouse don't get me wrong but I just think every time I watch Rihanna I'm like she's achieved something else she's done something else she's constantly doing things and she's so like amazing about it so I'd like and watch so I rewatched the Fenty Beauty fashion show and she was just so assertive and so like open and so like I just she takes things on so well mm. so I just like every time I listen to her music or I watch her in anything I'm like yes yeah I would like to be there yeah absolutely and I think YouTube's an interesting one because I find a lot of the content I watch on YouTube really motivating because it might be like it sounds really boring but like time management skills or organizational skills or kind of those kind of things that you can apply in your everyday life that kind of motivate me to kind of get stuff done and I will I know we're talking like the difference between like building an empire and like cleaning the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, if I'm like trying to clean out my wardrobe and I just can't be fucked with it, I'll like put on a video of someone like doing a wardrobe clear. I do something. that when I watch Queer Eye. I'll clean my wardrobe and I'll watch Queer Eye at the same time. And I'm like, it's me in the Fab Five cleaning my room. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I think those kind of different levels of motivation as well. And I... I think it's interesting because your first question um, was who in the media is successful. I think we both had the same answer. Well, I didn't write – I wrote Beyonce and then crossed it out. And the reason I just crossed it out was because I was like everything she does is so flawless to me. Like she just wants like excellence in everything she does and absolutely that she's successful. But I kind of felt like she was a given so I didn't put her on my list. Yeah. But, yeah, tell me because I think we both have (laughs) – we both wrote Oprah. <laughs> yes. That woman. <laughs> so much. <laughs> Why is Oprah successful to you? I think she just really preaches with the idea you have to fail to succeed. And I think she's always current. She's always challenging herself. She's never sitting still. And I think that success is that drive she has and what she does with that success creates such a positive influence onto the community whether it be whether it be motivating someone or whether it be giving back that's my reasons what about yours Mm. no I second all of that I think that's really interesting I think she's an absolute pioneer she is absolutely on her own path she's not trying to be anyone else I don't think she ever was trying to be anyone else yeah there's that really fantastic three-part podcast series called making Oprah if you haven't heard that which is about the making of the Oprah show which was on for 25 years and at the time that was the longest running 
daily talk show, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I don't know how many seasons Ellen is up to, but Oprah definitely. I mean, besides the fact that she's a black woman in a white man's world, and that would have been even worse than when she started. Um, But I think that she, I think exactly like you said, I don't think I could articulate it any better than that. Yeah. Who else did you have on your list? I had Margot Robbie. Okay. And I was just, I was thinking about this because I was thinking about terms of Australian success Mm. and breaking out and being worldwide known. Because I tried to think of like different media platforms and all that sort of stuff. And I just remember Margot Robbie, like um, watching her like in interviews and stuff. And she was like, oh, I called up everywhere. I didn't let my, like, I didn't let anything get me down. Or like, she's like, I had bad days, obviously. But she went back and she learned her craft and she put effort into it. And now she's like reaping the rewards rewards of it and you still see her still going hard still going with her acting and I think it's really like I'm just very impressed about how she got from neighbors went I want to be bigger than this went to America again didn't make it into America straight away but just constantly kept moving and kept going and now has made a name for herself all over the world in that sort of area and I think what these people have in common and you've said the word a couple times is really like drive yeah which actually I've got something a bit about that later, actually. The second person I had on my list, I've actually got four people on my list, even though you only said three. I had two people in like the social media space. Yeah. So in the fro, who is a YouTuber slash blogger slash digital influencer. Um, she also has a PhD in, I'm going to get it wrong, but it's like online retail. Oh, okay. Um, and she used to teach at a university in the UK. Um, and the reason her and Margaret Zhang, who I also had written down, and Margaret Zhang is an Australian like photographer, creative consultant, filmmaker. Um, unlike Victoria in the Fro, she doesn't monetize any of her social media platforms. Yeah. Um, so she's not a traditional influencer in that sense. But I think both of these women have built something from absolutely nothing. Like everybody has the experience or sorry, everybody has the opportunity to use the internet, but to build a platform and create work like they have and then have such a clear, distinct style, I think is really successful. Yeah. And kind of for the same reason, and I think the last person I'm going to mention, I think that's still really an evolution, but it's Stacey Dooley, who I've mentioned before. But I think the reason I really love Stacey Dooley is because I guess like Oprah, like... um, in the fro and Margaret Zanger, Marco Robbie, there's all really multifaceted people. It's not your typical hard as nails definition of success. And I think that really resonates. Yeah. But who else did you have on your list? Um, I had, I kind of went the same direction as you in terms of YouTubers. I went Lily Singh, mm-hmm. um, who was like formerly known as Superwoman on YouTube. And she started making videos just for fun. But then she eventually realized like the platform she had and how she can give back and not only the fact she can bring laughter into people's life, but she started her own charity called Girl Girl Love. Mm -hmm. So it basically, it provides help for girls in underprivileged countries and with school and money and all that sort of stuff. And then now she... She kept making a name for herself, kept challenging herself, and now she's um, the first late-night talk show host in America with her show Little Late with Lily, which is on at, like, 1.30 in the morning. But, like, that's amazing, like, an Indian-Canadian woman be having her own talk show in America like that. Like, I just thought that was really successful, especially her coming from just making fun videos on the internet to make people happy. And now she can have a lot more money and a platform to do that and still help people in her spare time. I just thought it was amazing. I think that's an awesome one. 
And so how do you define success? How do I define success? I will tell you. (laughs) I just, I said it was like a balance of happiness and achieving your goals and just being comfortable in life, I guess, with what you're doing. Like if success to you is working hard and always challenging yourself and never sitting still, but you're happy and you like your job and you're happy. I reckon that's successful. But if success to you is having a family, being there for them, traveling the world and just having a job to support yourself, that's success to you. I think it's it's all in the eye of the beholder. But like personally to me, I've defined success for myself as being happy in work and in life, um, but always having something challenging me. I think that's where drive comes in again. What about yourself? I had a strong sense of self, which I think maybe if I broke it down more, I'd kind of come across where, like agree with your sentiment there. I also think having autonomy um, and a sense of freedom. I think, you know, when you can make decisions and you are able to make choices based on like your actual beliefs and stuff like that, which yeah. I think you can only do at a certain point in your career. I think that's successful. But I also think that some days success to me is like being able to get out of bed in the morning or putting my socks on or going to the gym. And so with your idea of success or any idea of success really, how do you think um, successful people are represented in the media and should this change? I said money, the perfect family and possibly even through a redemption story. Like I feel like all the best – in terms of film and TV, I would say – and sometimes even in profiles and magazines, it's like all the best stories of success come through a redemption story. It's like, it's too extreme though, because it's never like, oh, I failed at this and I got to keep trying. It's like something bad's happened and they have to build their way back up. And I guess sometimes it does relate to people like that. But I feel like in certain times, like biopics and films and that sort of thing, it's like a bit intense. But I think the idea of failure in these, the idea of success in this world or like, as much as it might not be for these certain people, sometimes it just comes across too easy. And I think especially in film and TV, that's how it's represented. Like, I guess I don't have the time to show someone's full-fledged failure, catastrophe, as much as more film than TV. But I think I think there do, does need to be a change in the media in the sense of, like, show a bit more steps on how to get there, a bit more drives and motivation. I know a lot of people turn to television and film for motivation and it inspires them. But even if, even like with personalities as well, I think because they put in this bubble, like Beyonce, I think maybe that's why I struggle. When we said before, who do you think is successful? It's like, well, Beyonce's perfect. So like she was already successful, but I don't think there's enough of us seeing her. Because it's hard because it's like you've always known someone to have money and power. So them trying to tell you their story is a bit more of a struggle because it's like, oh, but you've got everything. Yeah, like you would say that because look at how things have turned out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. My initial thought when I saw this question is that certain, like in the media, certain races, gender and personality traits are kind of shown to create this perfect storm of being successful. Yes. And I think that's a lot of bullshit and that probably really needs to change. I think like you said, I think a montage and a makeover are often used to show someone being successful and I just don't think that that's the case and I think more realistic awkward things need to be included in media to kind of show people's journey in that sense I guess that's a really good thing about the internet and you know digital influencers or these kind of biopics that we're getting of you know you're saying one's coming out of Ariana and we've had Beyonce's and Taylor's and stuff like that is that it does allow more room for different voices and different version of stories so you kind of I feel like the more stories we get the more 
people can kind of think to themselves, well, actually, not everybody's version is the same and either is mine. Yeah. And that becomes okay. There's this really interesting book called Grit by Angela Duckworthy. And her whole thing is that we praise people for talent instead of saying like, oh, you worked really hard. Because it's like if someone's talented, it's like, well, it's natural. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm just not talented like they are. Yeah. But it's like, well, if media actually showed people working hard or, you know, when you're studying, like you're in the middle of the semester, you can't see your friends. No. Right. But like in movies, they're all like going to parties and going to work and doing this. Yes. Or... The career woman can't have a family or she's got a family and she's got like all this mum guilt, which I think, you know, those things are normal, but it's like shit's either hitting the fan all over the place or it's like this really perfect um, explanation of everything. Yeah. Even saying like what you said about the biopics before, I will say like it's good that the more I feel like with the younger kind of people... They don't want themselves put in, like, this pedestal. I feel, like, personally, like, when watching the Taylor Swift Music Americana documentary, it was one of those things where I watched it and I was like, shit, this is, like, Taylor talking about herself, honestly. This is her reflecting on her time and being in the music industry and saying, like, no, I didn't like this and no, I didn't like that and no, I wasn't allowed to say this and no, I couldn't do that. And for me, it was really interesting because I feel like, although I feel like the film was a bit of a redemption story, don't get me wrong, it was still her taking away of what she's learnt and what she's trying to, like put in herself going forward rather than I don't know I feel like Beyonce released Homecoming on Netflix and I think it was a really struggle for me because she spoke about how she was getting back it was like it started really strong like she was getting back into it she was like working for her body back and I was like oh yeah you go if that's something that motivates you but then at the same time she's saying I didn't eat all day I ate one apple and I probably spit it out Mm. whereas I know Taylor Swift's um, documentary also speaks about her eating habits and she's like, I'm trying to improve that now. Like, I know that's not a thing, mm. but I just felt like it was two different takeaways of not feel sorry. Like, it's not pitying them, but I just think Beyonce just can't get over the idea that she doesn't have to be this perfect person. Yeah, and I think that's probably in her – I think she's of a different generation. And I think, yeah, I think that definitely comes into play of it a, as, a lot as well because, like, even if you look at, like, Ellen, she feels like she can't do it, like she can do no wrong, but she's not updating her thoughts and her beliefs, I believe, into, like, a more modern time. Mm. And I think she seems successful but it's like she could lose her success at any minute if she doesn't keep going forward and keep learning and keep motivating herself to be better in a way yeah and i think like like with beyonce so have you seen life is but a dream which was beyonce's first that was a very good documentary yeah so i think that was really different but even then you kind of get that was her letting everyone in and then she shut the doors again yeah Um, And I think we are perhaps a bit preoccupied as a society with the background story of people. Like if you meet someone and you really admire the way they work, like in a professional sense, it's not like you're going to be like, tell me all the hardships you faced. (laughs) And I think that those things are important because I think that it normalizes a lot of feelings people might feel like they themselves are the only ones having yeah it's a tricky one isn't it because you're right it's often a redemption story and I think we need multiple versions of success for people to see that you can be successful in lots of different ways but at the same time I think we are quite preoccupied with people's personal narratives yeah and I think Beyonce is just one of those people 
Oprah to a large extent as well. Like they're very giving with themselves in different ways, but perhaps not in that way that, you know, they're talking to their Instagram story, telling everyone how they feel. Yeah. Which I think is perhaps a bit more of like a younger generation thing. Yeah. I think it's tricky because it's like definitely, as you said before, it's like they're very giving people and they want to share how they got there and that sort of stuff. But I think at the same time, yeah, we have to go through different stories of how people do got differently everywhere. Because obviously neither of us are jumping into the music industry anytime soon. This, this information would not help us <laughs> at all. But having those different stories and different ways and different motivations and different even like, what do you call them? Um, tricks and tips or... Mm. strategies of like maybe this will work for me or maybe mm. that's a good motivator for X. And I think we also like not only ourselves in the media but to be each, each like honest to each other about what works and what doesn't. And I think especially um looking at for people's mental health, like I don't really think that's shown enough in the media either when it comes to success because I don't think as you said before, it's like the woman has a career but she feels guilt and then she can only have a family or she can't like she has the best of both worlds, but it's something perfectly explained. Like there's no term of success of being like having that self like you were saying like being confident in yourself and having um being secure as well as having all these things else around you there's nothing really like that out Mm. there at the moment and I think you're very right when it comes to mental health because I think when we look at success there's a real comparison thing that happens um and I think social media has a lot to answer for when it comes to that oh yeah because if you think about it it's kind of like most of the stuff i've personally seen it's like they go for the career job they decide that they're happier being in a family or whatever but it's like what if you don't what if you want both yeah what if you maybe just want a partner and maybe you just want to work what if you like want to be a single mom and have a kid what 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 are those different varieties of stories what if you're not financially stable enough to walk away from your job and find a nice, comfortable place because you're stuck in your job and that's the only thing that's keeping you well, but you don't have the support for your mental health to like open up to talk about issues that might be happening at work or at home or anything like that. I think that's so true, Smelly. And I think just what you said reminded me then, I think a lot of um, there's like this real uh, kind of rose colored glasses when it comes to things like the side hustle or chasing your dreams and, you know, building up your business and being creative. And it's like, that's not everyone's reality. Yeah. And it might not be everyone's reality in that moment. But I think like, I definitely put so much pressure on myself because I'm like, well, fuck that person's 23. Yeah. And they've done all this stuff and shit, you know, it's never going to happen for me. Well, that brings me to my next question. Yes. How much of the media do you think impacts your thoughts on success? Because I wrote down, and I'm sharing, um, I use it as a motivation to keep me going. Like, I might watch a movie that makes me feel really good, and I'll be like, yeah, fuck it, I'll do that. I'll listen to a song or an Mm. album and be like, yeah, no, today's going to be a good day. But as you said just then, there are so many up-and-coming people who are all of a sudden making the scene, and it's like, shit, what have I done? Like, I turned 22 yesterday, and we're playing 22 by Taylor Swift in the car, and I was like, she had fucking, like three albums at this point what the fuck am I doing sort of thing yeah yeah and I think I think media impacts my perceptions of success hugely um I think so much of the media focuses on metrics so how many social media followers do you have the more you have the more successful you are how many likes do you have all those kind of things it's like well if people are really nailing their career then they need to have 
and like I need, I say in inverted commas, but then they need to have a successful social media presence to do yeah. so. And I think that that's really interesting. I think that the media really encourages consumption and material wealth as the ultimate goal. Yeah. And I'm quite the consumerist. I don't need any more encouragement <laughs> in that space. And I think like we've spoken about again, just that real lack of different representations of what being successful looks like and the difficulties that comes with success, the loneliness that can come with success, the feeling that if you are successful, then you, you know, somewhat guilty about it or it's embarrassing. Like I feel like there are so many um, emotions tackled to it. Do you know who I should have mentioned earlier in this episode? And I'm so mad I didn't. And I feel so guilty about it. Lizzo. Because the amount of times people have been like, you're an overnight success story. And she's like, no, no, I've been working for 10 years. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And she has done so much with her time in the spotlight. And she's not, she's working hard to keep it. And she's not going to lose it anytime soon, I believe. But every time I listen to her speak, it's so perfect and perfect in her own way, how she just is so like from the heart, from the heart. And she's like so secure in herself and she doesn't let anyone get her down because she believes she's doing, I believe she's doing the right thing as well. And she speaks about the hard times about how she was working out of her car and like all this other stuff. And I think she's honest about it and her terms of success and how she's just there because she loves music and she wants others to love it around her and how she really appreciates having this success. And I think that's a huge thing as well, being appreciative and her taking care of her mental health and taking care of her in ways that she believes is the best way to take care of herself. And Mm. also motivating others to do the same thing. Mm. No, I think that's a really good one. Yes. And yet like another like person paving the way. Beautiful. Lizzo, you're wonderful. Lovely. I struggled. We're doing Strictly Ballroom, Australian classic. It's wonderful. Directed by Baz Luhrmann. Yes. Um, So very quickly dance school or dance studio competitions competitions an outsider comes into the fray yeah falls in love with the golden boy yeah she needs a makeover yeah unfortunately for no good reason so also her makeover isn't like dramatic though in that film i think i think she's wearing t-shirt and leggings and then she's (laughs) not wearing a t-shirt and leggings (laughs) I think I can't now. I can't remember the name of the actor who plays Fran, the main character, but people might be most familiar with her from Dance Academy, which is a show I've not seen. I just know that she's in. Wait, the original one? Doesn't she play the the teacher? Yeah. Is she in that? Hang on. Yeah, Tara Maurice plays Miss Rain. Oh my god. I never watched. I was never a Dance Academy kid. I was a I'm, Blue Water High child. Yeah, me too. Me too. All right, so tell me. Now, I don't think either of us had anyone for Fran. Well, I actually did. I wrote someone down. But, like, mm. the whole point of Fran is she's a Spanish lady. Mm. And I don't – not that I'm aware of. If you are, please raise your hand of many Spanish-Australian actresses. But I thought of Phoebe Tonkin. Okay. Yeah. She was in The Vampire Diaries. Okay. She was in H2O. That's oh, yeah. what she was in. H2O, just she dad water. Clear. No. <laughs> Okay. And then she was recently in Bloom. Yes, which is on Stan. Yeah. I haven't seen that. I didn't have anyone for Fran. Scott, her love interest. Yeah. I had two people. Okay. Rob Mills. All right. And this is total left field, but I just felt like Henry Golding should be involved. I know he's not Australian. 
Henry Golding. From The Gentleman. Oh, he's a beautiful man. <laughs> he's gorgeous. I think maybe that's why I wanted to include How him. How old is Scott in this film? In his 30s. Oh, God, I went younger. Is he in his 20s? I've probably totally messed up. No, that's fine. No, no, he'd be younger than I think. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd, I couldn't think of many men who – I don't know many dancers. <laughs> for Rob Mills. <laughs> who did you have? I did Jacob Elordi. Mm-hmm. Um, a good old brizzy boy. He's a spunky young man. Yeah. He looks like he, he he looks committed to his craft. Yeah. He can dance. I think that's a really good one. Um, Tina Sparkle. Did you Tina have some? Tina Sparkle. I did. What's her? Oh, God. Because I, I thought of it in the car right here because I couldn't think of it. Who did you have for Tina Sparkle? I had Delta Goodrum. That's a good one. Like perhaps, again, a bit above the age we're going for, but I feel like she'd make a great Tina. And for their friend, Liz, Jessica Mowboy. Oh, Liz. (laughs) Who did you... Which other characters did you do? Was Doug the father? Yep. I did um, Jeffrey Rush. Oh, I did Hugo Weaving. So I think we're on the same page there. I reckon... Shane Jacobson to be Barry. I didn't have anyone for Barry, so I'll take Shane Jacobson for that. I had Bill Hunter. Um, Bill Hunter's like a character in it. Um, he's like the one who sweet talks the mum and he's like, ta- like starts dancing with the mum. I had David Wenham as Bill Hunter. What's he in? He, he's been in like Lord of the Rings. He was in Sea Change. I can't think of anything that I you would have seen him in. Um, and for Shirley, the mum, yeah. I had Tony Collette or Carrie Armstrong. Tony Collette would be good. She gets that hysterical mother. I feel she like did. I've just... Word vomited, and I've written down Isla Fisher. I don't know who she could be, but I just feel like she'd be great to be involved. Maybe she could be um, Tina Sparkle, but Delta's Tina. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but like. To wrap up, do you have any media recommendations based around the concept of success? I'm probably going to say give Miss Americana a watch on Netflix. That's mm-hmm. the Taylor Swift documentary. I personally found it very motivating. And I'm also going to suggest what I watched, I said at the start. Watch the Fenty Beauty Savage Bath Fashion Show if you've got Amazon Prime. I thought that was a good motivator as it is a bop yeah. and it is very empowering. And then in terms of film, strictly boring. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to roll with it. <laughs> I chose that movie because I found it was a success story. And I think it's a good one. So give it a check. Give it a shot. It's on Stan now, I think. Is it? It's on one of the streaming services. Stan would make sense. Stan would make the most sense, yeah. Do you have anything? I'm going to recommend Morning Wars because I think the characters played by Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon are def- different versions of success. And I think they're too powerful women. And I think also being produced by them, it's a really good, like summary of success yeah um the other one i'm going to recommend is a website the insecure girls club just because i feel like it allows for greater voices and it's got articles up there that really strike the right note i think when it comes to you know not everything being peachy all the time and kind of the struggle that comes with trying to be quote unquote successful and i'm going to ask you what what album or what song would you recommend to get people in the mood for success, to motivate somebody. I love Formation by Beyonce. That's an excellent choice. So I'm going to go with that because I feel like whenever I need a bit of that, I mm. just, yeah, 
How about you? I would say either The Man by Taylor Swift. Yeah, another good one. Or I would do Juice by Lizzo. Yep. Because two pop queens. I think those three songs would make a great start to an exile. Beyonce, Beyonce just knows what's up. Yeah. She really does. All right, until next time. See you later.